previously on AFTN. Hopefully the national team gets better sponsors than they have had. Hmm. Uh, like a Suntan, uh, I think, company that was one sponsor. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was. I remember they were giving out samples at one of the games. Um, and then obviously Amway was that one was other. That was I think. Oh. oh, I remember getting deodorant back in Swan Guard. No. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a BC place. Again, and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show. Broadcasting on CITR Radio from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of beautiful British Columbia. If you listen to this show on the podcast, this is episode 257. I am the new NXT North American champion, Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Eisenhower. Ah, I thought you'd enter into the spirit, especially Steve. No, I'm sorry, I'm just uh, doing the setup, initial setup. Ah, oh. it's, it's wrestling weekend. I mean, everyone loves men in tights. Big fan. Pantomimes, wrestling, private life, men in tights. It's the way to go. WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania was tonight. A whole what, seven hours of it, I think it ended up. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that was too much. Last well, year was too much. This year was way too much. Well... Essentially, what we did was at at four o'clock we started, so it was only five hours for us. So we we watched the th- first three pre match shows, and forwarded through all the talking, and then we caught up eventually and watched till the end. Yeah, I fast forwarded the f- well, actually I fast forwarded a lot of it, um, but the first four hours in particular, I definitely fast forwarded. I was disappointed. Not not a lot of stuff that really grabbed me from it if you haven't seen it we won't do any any spoilers if you're going to catch up way thank, more thank of, you so much for that i i know because zach's probably got it on the on his video recorder his beta max and he's going to watch it when, when he gets home overnight he won't even go to bed he's, he's that excited for me nxt and ring of honor on saturday night were way more exciting yeah i won't spoil that for steve because steve hasn't watched ring of honor was was babo in the ring of honor no, oh. he, he wasn't. Well, he is, but he wasn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing my my homage to the new NXT champion, Alistair Black, Fade to Black. Steve oh. is wearing his Shinsuke Nakamura strong style t-shirt. The, he, oh, I don't want to spoil it, but... Very, oh, you can talk about oh, it. No, if no, if no, folk no. haven't seen it, then it's their loss. No, the he new heel Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, yes. And I, I like. I, can I choose between the two shirts? Yeah. What one do you prefer? Well, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with uh, Steve's. Just really? Be, yeah, because I feel it's uh, more theologically accurate. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Zach is wearing his heel t-shirt for Curva Collective, the heel group of the Whitecap supporters groups. <laughs> Always against the authority. Oh, actually, maybe that makes you the baby face because you're against the authority. I don't know what you're talking about. You've no about. idea what we're talking about. So let's just move on to matters that you will know what we're talking about. Vancouver Whitecaps. Another fun-filled Saturday night for, for folk watching at home. We'll look at the RSL match in the, the first couple of parts. We're aiming for a shorter podcast tonight, sh- sort shorter show. I know I say that your, every week. Your aim is so good, Michael. My, my, my aim is as accurate as Darren Mattox when he had a white cap shirt oh, I was going to say, your aim is, is in, the, in the same line as, as you having one favourite. <laughs> one favourite interview. Yeah. We do hope to finish at 12.30. I've got an early start tomorrow, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get this edited until the evening, so I'd like to go home and try and get it edited before I, I eventually do go to bed. I have a later start tomorrow, so... Ah. We'll, we'll rattle through I have this. a start tomorrow, which I usually don't have. <laughs> oh, no. This is oh, then this right. will be quick. Let, let's talk really quick. So the RSL match, it was played on Saturday night, and now there's another trip to Utah, and they didn't do very well. And yeah, What else that, is new? That was it. <laughs> no, but, they've had some good games in Utah, because I know I was at one. Yeah. Well, I was at one that was absolutely <laughs> god-awful in 2011. But that, oh, yeah. that's going back a bit, bit too far. Do you know the difference between the good one I was at? I've been to two. The good one that I was at and the, yesterday's game? Mm, two no. or two words. Nicholas Mosquito. Russell Tybert. Ah. Well, funnily <laughs> the, enough. The game I was at, he served up a tasty cross yeah. for Darren Maddox. And Ga- Gareth Wolf wrote an article that we had up on the site on Saturday saying that R- Russell Tybert could be the, the solution to the White Cats midfield. And someone left a comment saying, This is embarrassing. Right. But three three starts, three wins. Yeah, can't knock it. Didn't start in Salt Lake. And they lost. And it was surprising too, considering I thought he had a decent game the week yes. before. Well, I actually thought it would be rotation and Ali Gazal would come in. So I was a, more surprised uh, by that. Ali, than Ali Gazal would be difficult because of the maybe the conditions, the altitude conditions, because he's not fully fit either. Well, no, I was thinking more. I was thinking more. He's coming back from hamstring, and you don't in the cold. Yeah, the tightness of the hamstring can, can be an issue. So we'll, we'll delve into the match. Just general thoughts on it to start with. RSL had six players injured. They had two more going off injured during the first half. Just what, what was well, your thoughts? There it? you go. The kryptonite of the Whitecaps, <laughs> yeah. a depleted team. That, that plus Russell Tyber. Yeah, that plus Russell Tyber. Well, why can't we put these teams away? I mean, RSL were pretty poor. Maybe they, yeah. Maybe they weren't poked enough at halftime. Ah, well, I'll ask Rob about that next week. Did they need a bigger poking? What does he poke them with? Where does he poke them? These are questions that we need answered. I'm sure you'll get the answers. <laughs> if, well, we're not going to do the questions and this complete the sentences this week because it didn't go very, very well last week. I had three written and then I oh. decided, no. Did, did Joe give you any feedback on that? No, he didn't. Oh. I, I was going to ask you, how would you rate the White Cat's performance as a wrestler? past or present but then I thought you'd have no idea what we're well, talking about uh, no because oh. as a child I watched some oh. of the wrestling because it's a children's thing unlike that, late, that, unlike that, that's a valid perspective I think <laughs> <laughs> okay what what wrestler would you compare the White Cat's performance to then uh, maybe oh man no I was uh, going to say Sergeant Slaughter like kind of work, no, kind of work, kind of, kind of work. No, kind of workman like and like hardworking, but kind of underwhelming overall. I was going to go with Bray Wyatt. Always teases that they're going to do something really good, and then just disappoints on the big stage. 
Or, or the, oh, maybe the Bushwhackers? <laughs> like a little bit crazy? Like you Breck Shea up there? And... I'm trying to do my Bushwhackers yeah, that was impression. A, that was great. Mm. Great for radio. <laughs> Steve, any input? Well, I have to get back to me on that. Okay. Here's an easier one then, Zach. Rate that performance on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the high. I don't know. Maybe, uh, is, is, I just look in your eye. Is six, I was going to say, is six too generous? I, six was initially the number I thought of, and I thought that was too generous, yeah. so I moved it to four. Because six makes it above average, yeah, and it and, wasn't and above average. So. They, the, the harder thing is they didn't get the result. The, the, the first half especially... Felt like a, a a pretty good performance, created chances. Yeah, you, probably you would say they created the better chances in the game. And More there was there's yes, and the things that there's things that happened in the first half that went against them. That on a different night, or yeah. if it was against them, you know, it would have went a different way. That one, that one, that one should have been. Or if that was against them and that was a sending off, everyone in MLS would be like, oh yeah, that was a sending yeah. off. Yeah, right. Let's sorry, delve sorry to jump ahead. No, let's delve straight into that because that was the big talking point. Marcella Silva's tackle on Kai Kamara. Yes. Now, I was pretty convinced it was going to be a VAR, it was going to be a red card handed out upon review. The replay sh- showed to me, clearly it was wild, it was out of control, he jumped in. Put in them in danger. Kai Kamara tweeted out later that his his leg is black, blue, purple. Yeah. And it, it was a really, really bad challenge. I cannot believe that was not a red card. If that's not a red card, what, what is? is a red card these so days? So that, what that means is that whoever's in charge of VAR that day, I forget who it was now, but whoever's in charge of the VAR that day said it's not clear and obvious that that's a sending off. The referees made a decision. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's clear enough, which is kind of crazy. And you would see that kind of thing. You go back to think about Matias Laba being sent off like a few years ago against LA or whatever. Yeah. Like if they had VAR then, there's no way that would... Well, if, if the thing is that wasn't clear and obvious to even check... Then definitely the Watson one from a couple. How did that become clear Wait, and obvious? No, no, but that's the thing. They 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 did check. They are they, they watched those things. It's they decided it's not clear and obvious enough to, for, for the referee, for the referee to, check. to look. No, at that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. Why, how come the the Watson one was clear and obvious to them? To, to because it's Watson. Because it's yeah. I mean, some people will say it's because it's Vancouver and because it's Watson, right? Yeah. That, like whether I mean, that's fair or well, not, that's somewhat that's one perspective. No, I mean. It, we might sound biased talking about that, but and especially when I'm going to bring up the next thing, just going back 12 minutes before that, I thought Adam Henley was lucky to stay on the park with his tackle. Yeah. And to me, that was another one that could have been reviewed. The two of them, I think two red cards, but Silva definitely for me is a red card. Like, and I wouldn't be surprised if the disco ends up looking at it and gives him a red yeah, card. And when we're basing this on what the standards are, not what our personal opinions yeah. are. Because personal opinion, I like those uh, kind of tackles. Yeah. I don't mind them that much. But person, but the standards they've set, MLS, is that those should be red cards. Not that they'll care. Least, but do you really think they're going to go back and give suspension for that? And then that uh, two games this year where they've gone back and changed what's happened to Vancouver in losses on the road? Yeah. Yeah, that... that I, I don't know that they care about point. the perception, but that's pretty telling. Two, two out of, what, four games? Yeah. But wasn't a great half for Silva. He nearly put it in his own net, yeah. which would have been if he if he had, yes. that would have been like, okay, I'm yeah. glad you stayed on. Yeah. But then he didn't, so uh, he he should, he was lucky to to stay on that pitch. But I mean, that just something. The, the, the first 45 was good. The extra time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, oh, sorry, time added on. Sorry. The Caps had a couple of decent breaks forward. Alfonso Davies wasted his that final ball twice. Well, he sh- it looked like he shot instead of. 
Was it though? It was, it was it like didn't a cro- really it was like seem a, like a shot. It was or a, a cross. It was like a cross come shot. Yeah, I love my cross come shots usually, but it was neither. That was neither a cross and, nor a shot. And his mentor did not look happy. No, Kamara <laughs> was screaming. Obviously, he was screaming a few minutes Let's later get. when Silva went in into his leg. But yeah, I mean, Fonzie, we'll talk about him in the second part, but he has to do better there. And I know it's an experience, but he has to do better. As does the team defending that goal that, that gave RSL the lead. I mean, that, that was a sickener. Four minutes into stoppage time, totally against the run of play. RSL were dreadful in that first half. Luis Silva. Open just, space. So much space, so yeah. much time. It's, he turned, had a seat, made a cup of tea, got himself back up again, slotted at home. Yeah. Well, it, it deflected off in the whiskey's well, foot. Yeah. Well, um, where, where were the centre backs? Well, the th- they overloaded to that left side. Yeah, because um, of the th- I think it was a throw in or something. If I remember correctly, not for the first time in that afternoon either. But also, I think a little bit has to blame has to be put on Juarez. He was uh, playing in that position right in front of uh, Silva, and then and did not see that uh, Jake was had two guys to deal with and he should have dropped back in order to cover that as uh, Silva as he was coming in. Mm-hmm. So you got to throw a little bit of Juarez too at this one. Yeah. I mean, no, no one really covered the, themselves with, with glory there, but yeah. I mean, RSL, I, there was a, I mean, we're going to come to a comment, the regular poster on AFTN, a guy we've talked about in the show before Matic left on AFTN in, in our report and reaction thing. He said that RSL were a disgrace in that half. And he knows that I, I go by the any means necessary approach. I tip my hat to them. They did what they needed to do. They took the one chance that they had. They Vancouvered Vancouver, yeah, by soaking up the pressure, getting that one chance and burying it. Yeah. But you thought that would light a fire under the Whitecaps. It was right, right for a poking. Yeah. <laughs> and you thought, oh, it's going to be Columbus all over. Yeah. They're going to come out poked to bits. Nothing happened. Yeah, second half was far more disappointing. I mean, the only thing that really tested Raimondo was 11 minutes left and Teixeira had a long-range strike. Yeah. And that that took, yeah, with 11 minutes left before that first. Now, that was set up by a great ball out by Marinovic, which I am possibly worried about that Disco might also look at because I don't know how much you picked up on it, but Marinovic aims a little punch at whatever RSL player was in front of him to, to make space. So he could kick the ball out. And I really thought that they would go back and, and review it on VAR. But on the plus side, the game went on. There wasn't a stoppage for ages. And it was a very inexperienced and newer referee. And hopefully he just forgot. But I am a little bit worried they might go back and look at that. Because it did seem that he's, he's swung a punch there. But to get to the 79th minute, and that's the only time that you test Ramondo, that's just completely unacceptable. Which then raises the questions as well. Were the right subs brought on at the right time? Were they brought on too late? And I was going to talk about Anthony Blondell in the second part, but let, let's talk about that now. Why bring him on so late in, in the game. last 10 minutes, eight minutes, I think it was, to go? Yeah. He's a guy that we've seen what he can do before he came here. He's got all those goals in the Venezuelan Premier League. And you could say, well, it's not a top league. To score that amount of goals in any top league is a great feat. So to bring him on that late in the day just makes no sense to me whatsoever when there was no no spark at all. And even when he did come on, I don't even know, did he touch the ball? 
I don't no, even I don't remember so. him even I getting the ball. So. I, no, there wasn't very not effective touching where it was like going to be um, put any danger on the on the on the RSL def- defense. Yeah, the, the substitutes were a concern. I agree with you. Blundell is, is too late. It was too late. In it the was game. the right subs, I think, that he, he well, Shea was for me. Okay, I would be okay with Shea, but not for Marcel de Young. I do not, I've not really enjoyed the. Okay, I've yeah, let, enjoyed, let's, let's get into that now. I've not enjoyed well, Davies, Davies and Shea together holistically. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it's produced some stuff going I, forward. I but. like the idea of it because it gives both of them, the, like, Shea played defence in, in Orlando. It gives the two of them the chance to overlap, so when one goes forward, the other one drops back. In theory, that isn't what's happening. She never seems to be the guy that's asked to drop back. It's always Fonzie, and they're thinking, he's got pace to burn. He can pick the ball up and just run at them. Nothing's going to happen. Well, let me put it this way. It feels like, especially in these away games, Marcel is not encouraged to get forward as much. Yes. So Marcel is more conservative or more defensive. Uh, Davies goes wild for 60 to 70 minutes, whatever. Not wild. Davies plays his role, uh, attacking role as much as possible, help out. And then they're like, okay, yeah, we want to get more out of the fullback spot. So we'll put Davies back there because he can recover or whatever and bring on Shea because he can play the left side well and has contributed. And all. To me, I would rather them whether it's early in the game or later in the game, unshackle Marcel more to get forward and yep. to put service in the box. Because we saw last year in the second half of the year what he can do when yeah. he's going forward and some of the balls that he put in as well. His service isn't perfect, but I think it's I think it's pretty. I think it's. But interestingly, Nowinski seems a bit more shackled in games. It seems, it seems this like year. yeah, it seems like he's not pushing forward as much as he normally did last and, year. I mean, and he's it, got the he's got the athletic ability to do that. Yeah. That's why he was drafted for the, that. The success we had last year was fullbacks going forward and set piece delivery and set piece, like and 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 finishing. To, to your thing about uh, we asked that question when we did the rank the captain. We'll get to the rank caps later, but we asked do the captain need a better option to improve the attack other than moving Davies to left back. Eighty four percent said yes. We need him to play in a higher attacking position, yeah. and sixteen uh, percent said no. He's a threat from the back. Well, which I do agree, he's a threat from oh, the back. He's a threat, no but doubt. But I think Marcel can be that threat yes. too. I, I agree with that. So uh, for for me, for me, I, I think it would have been more appropriate to bring on Shea, who has we've talked about his contributions already. Bring on, bring him on for Bernie. Bernie contributed. I, I felt really strongly in Columbus. Not as good a game in RSL, yeah. mm. and I thought that would have been a better sub. Whether you leave Shea on the right, well, you probably put Shea on the left and, and Fonzie on the right. But I thought that would have been a better option. Starting and, with- and and with the adjustment of encouraging Marcel to. Join the attack more right, and put in more service because with with the, and you expect that too because with, like you said at the beginning they they were missing a lot of players and so you expect them to why not push the fullbacks forward yeah and drop one of your uh you know, the perfect game your for midfielders back that. to cover or something do we think this is going to be the tactic though long term I hope not that Davies <laughs> is going to be asked to play this role. I would like to see them try this other thing. I don't think they will, but I would like to see something like, else try. I don't like think they will. I think I Davies is, th- th- this is going to be a really common thing that they do. Like I would have rather had them stick um, Shea on the left, put Davies maybe in the middle, and bring one of the yeah. midfielders off. Middle would have been fine too, yeah. yeah. Give, him some, give, the, give him some freedom. Now, Davies got a criticism in some quarters. Well, Twitter. So you take that with a pinch of salt. But in this case, it a, a is... A pinch of salt. It is... <laughs> Not not a pinch of real salt. We didn't get to pinch them at all, really. <laughs> but 
the artificial, artificial salt. That's that's because Diego Rodriguez no longer is a white cap. <laughs> oh yes, was, was that against RSL? Awesome. No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. Oh, that would have been even better. But the this, the goal that, that basically won it for RSL. The second one wrapped up two minutes to go. An easy tap in from Jefferson Saverino. D- Davy's got a lot of criticism for the proof that he isn't a defender yeah. because he just kind of stood there. He didn't try and get a challenge in or block him or well, get well, shot he was, him or he was, he was with his man, but then he went to look at the ball. Yeah, and he as he looked looking. at the ball, then he, yeah, he got caught yeah. watching. And, and the uh, the attacker, the RSL player, name is skipping me right now, but he jumped in front of Davies. He actually was behind him and just scooped Saverino. Saverino, yeah. He, he scooped around him. Uh, and kind of curled around him and everything. The one guy that I wished what was a little bit more on is like running back faster was uh, Aha. Yeah. Who kind of uh, well, that's the thing again. Where where the center back? Well, Waston was covering the pass. He was. But on, why was he needing to do that? That's the thing. It's yeah. like was you, there, you want your center backs more in the middle. Jake was Jake was out of position. I think because because yeah, Kendall had to step in sort of the in between the right center back and the right back kind of. But we lost two goals on Saturday night yeah. from the middle of the goal. With no centre backs anywhere around. Well, I was close to the second one, but just running back a bit too slow. And we'll talk about the def- defence in the second part. But I mean, it was just so disappointing. The, the one thing about the first goal is, it, it was hard to like they. It was a def- it deflected in right. Like if if Jake gets a like a half an inch different on that, maybe it's a corner, right? But yeah, I, I hear your point. Yeah. And then that was it. Finished two 0 If you watch TSN, was there any more goals? Rick Shea pulled one back in stoppage time, or did he? Who knows? Well, when you're not, when you're uh, to be fair, like when you're not in the stadium, yeah, it's and, and it was all, very confusing because the whistle went. She yeah. kicked the ball away, and you, he was kind of mouthing off like what? Yeah, and I have to admit, I was watching it with half an eye by that point because I had something else that was streaming, and I thought it had finished two now, and then I just went to to check because I had was watching it on delay. So then I thought, I'll just get the the substitutions for the match report. I was like, 2-1? What? That counted? <laughs> so I was really confused because yeah. I was just going by what, what Pete had said on the broadcast. But that but was the very route one ball. It was a great finish. Davies, Davies, great strike. Davies hoof forward, right? Kai knock on, and then, or was it 1-2 or whatever? And then yeah. just smash. Well, it. there was a touch that on the broadcast they were talking about. It was it a handball on the RSL yeah. on the highlights. They said that... Uh, was it handball? But it might have been inadvertent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't clear. When you present. when you get one call back, handball call back from VAR the week before, you get a free one the week yeah. after. Oh, it's okay. it's like collecting it works, stamps. Yeah. You know. So just to wrap this section up, just quick end thought on it: the Caps outshot RSL eleven to nine. Had better possession. Fifty-three oh. point something <laughs> yeah. possession. That was another. That sign. that was a, that would have broke the bookies if you'd bet that. You've got good, good odds on them having over 50% possession. Is it that we just can simply not play with this team when we're controlling a game? I think the... I Are think they so no, used no, to well, not having possession well, I personally think can't. the personnel kind of... I, I wish they had better personnel, uh, personnel choices. Mm. Vancouver has traditionally struggled with teams that put a lot of people behind the ball and say, break us down. Yeah. And so you got to give some credit to Mike Petka for fixing it. Right from what you said, yeah. I think it was the week before. Yeah. I said, I'm going to fix couple, it. A couple of weeks ago, I know yeah. what's or, wrong. Yeah, I'm going to fix it. So he knew he knew what to do against Vancouver. He did it. It wasn't pretty, but yeah. he, he fixed it. And we'll hear from Mike Petke in part two, and we'll be back with more chat about the RSL game after this. 
Hi, I'm Afonso Davies, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. To Wolfie, Barney, the countdown joggy. Come on, everybody, step up to the hockey and have a throw. Just let it go. Shout to Bobby George and Eric Bristow. In the 80s, it was all about bullseye. I saw it on TV, so I gave it a try. I guess a new dad bought every birthday. When I grows up, I want to be Tony O'Shea. Pretend out, finish double eight. Lose yourself to dance. Double four. Lose yourself to dance. Double two. Lose yourself to dance. Double one. Friends of the show, Goldie looking chain back, but not with a football song this week, a dart song. I, I've got a selection of non-football songs for wavelength for when Boy, we eventually run out. Steve can't wait for that. He just got that reaction there. Oh, was I? Was the mic live? <laughs> um, so that was lose yourself to darts, not dance, not Daft Punk. Might have sounded like Daft Punk, but it was Lose Yourself to Darts. And we play that song with a heavy heart. Another week goes by, we have to pay a tribute to somebody else on AFTN, <laughs> Eric Bristol. It just never ends. I know. The well, crafty this, this cockney. Is, this is a tragic week. Yeah, we're going yeah. to talk a, a little bit about all, all, the, all those things. But Eric Bristol, crafty cockney, died 60 years old. Can't believe a, a lifetime of smoking and drinking beer caught up with him. But but he was he was playing darts. That's got to burn he, off some yeah, of that. But he was also he was at the Premier League darts on Thursday night. He had just done an exit. Yeah, I heard he, he left right. Min- or something? No, he was still there. Ten no, no, minutes later. No, that's what had it happened. Attack. I mean, he was yeah. taken to hospital from there. Yeah, yeah. So very very sad. Eric Bristol, big part of my childhood. All, all the people from my childhood are either dying or they're in prison for Operation U Tree. So yeah. I mean, it's it's very very sad. Operation what now? U Tree. Oh, uh, no, let's not mention. Let's not get into that. Butch Wilkins, Ray Wilkins, football and legend. He might be English, but I've got to acknowledge he was a great footballer. Chelsea paid a lovely tribute to him this morning before the West Ham match. And he died as well this week. And then a third thing happened. We we can't not talk about the the biggest sport and tragedy this week. Touched so many people that the humble Broncos, when that news broke, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, just tried to watch it on the TV. It was very slow, the news coming out, and it must have been just terrible. It happened a number of years ago to a, uh, another team, Swift Current Broncos. Yeah. And they talked about that too. And then yeah. So, um, so, I mean, our, our deepest thoughts and sympathies yeah. go to all those affected, all the families, just... It's heartbreaking. When and, 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 and you think, forget like hockey as well, but soccer, a lot of teams travel by bus. Well, that's the thing. Like TSS Rovers, they, they travel, apart from to Calgary, every yeah. other thing is by a bus trip. I've been with them on a bus trip. And and, and, and then think of, uh, I remember, uh, was uh, some uh, either a residency team or one of the one of the Whitecaps junior team, youth teams was traveling when that bus collapsed. Oh, the train collapsed, sorry. Oh, the bridge, yes. the bridge, yeah, the they bridge collapsed. They were yeah. just a, a couple of minutes back from. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. So it's it, it's 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 so close on the all these things, and people put their kids in, you know, kind of in the protection of uh, these guys to drive. But I mean, a small community like that, five and a half thousand people, it's just a lot of the kids are not even from there; they're from other places, yeah. all over the place. It's just going to take so much to get team. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Community team. I mean. 
I know I mentioned he's Fife a lot, but we, we had one of our youth guys who was 18, he was killed in a car crash, and that hit us all hard. That was just one player. Yeah. To lose 15 in something like that, to a really small community, it's just it's just unimaginable just how you even come back from that. I, I just don't know. So a very sad week in sport. Let's just hope the next week has some happy news for, for us to talk about. But we'll get back to the soccer chat now. Whitecaps lost to RSL. Robbo didn't talk after the match. No media were there to talk to him, so that, that's the main reason that, that he he didn't talk. And yeah, Mike Pecky did. So we'll bring a little bit of that to you now. He spoke for nine minutes. We'll just bring you a couple of minutes. Most of it won't be any interest to, to Whitecaps fans, I'm sure, but let's hear his thoughts on the match and a, a few interesting comments he made also about the Whitecaps. Because Vancouver is a counter-attacking team, usually they can really just sit behind the ball. What were you doing today to disrupt that? Well, we worked on it all week, you know. I mean, how many times did they pump the ball 60 yards in the first half alone, you know, to Kamara uh, and playing off of him? We worked on it all week, having good shape, reacting to no pressure on the ball and knowing they're going to serve it long and, and getting the numbers behind and around for uh, winning the second balls. Um, they're a very dangerous team like that, uh, plus you couple in the fact that they, especially in the second half, got the ball wide a number of times and whipping whip crosses into some pretty big boys. Um, they're effective in what they do. And, um, you know, for one thing, the, the effort and the defensive structure was there tonight. I'm proud of the guys for that. Well, if I'm being very honest uh, in assessing the team five games in, I don't like the way we're playing with the ball. And I don't think a lot of the players do. And it's not coming down to finger pointing from me, from the players or anything. It's just kind of like, what's going on here? When did we stop? When did we stop playing? When did we stop having ideas? You know, looking at from last year, from preseason this year, um, all of a sudden it's just, it seems maybe a little bit of a confidence thing. Um, so getting him efforts in front of the goal, I don't think he had a ton, uh, but he did have a small handful. And when we're clicking, you know, you guys see it. When we're clicking our front four especially, we're a pretty damn fun team to watch, but it's been few and far between this year so far, so we're looking to get back to the way we know how to play. But, hey, we won 2-1. We've been talking about mentality all week. How much of a change in mentality did you see tonight? Um, yeah, I think we killed that last week, you know, as a, as a talking point, um, which I brought up, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I thought the mentality was very good tonight. Very good, you know, and you even talk about two guys going out, like we said, and the guys coming in, their mental fortitude and for, for the rest of the team to all of a sudden the switch like that happens for them to gather themselves and, and, and continue to work. You know, I thought it was good. Very good. It was a good response. He is the gaffer of RSL. Only one gaffer to hear from this week. I've got to say, listening to Mike Petke, it's so refreshing. He is like so brutally honest in his press conferences. I, I love that. He brings office supplies into his press conferences. He does. 
We need more freaking printers. Still going to be my favourite thing, I think, ever from a coach in, in MLS. Hey, I mean, he is honest, and we've got to look at some of the things he said there. There's another coach after a match saying, yeah, we knew exactly what Vancouver were going to do. And it's always easy to know what a team's going to do. You still have to stop them doing that. Yeah. And when the white caps are effective with their long balls, they're deadly. Yeah. We've, we've seen it. But everyone knows what they're going to do. And the 60-yard punt that he mentioned. It went in. Yeah. <laughs> Another one as well. I mean, he talked about they practiced a whole week of having no pressure on the ball. Yeah. So they know that the Whitecaps are not a team that's going to put them under any because pressure. Because they want to sit back and they want to soak in the yeah. counter. Yeah. And some teams will struggle with that because they'll be like, oh, I've got so much time in the ball. I've got See, too much time to think. That's, a, that's, the t- that's the reason why sometimes you got to change it up. And you know a team who is struggling uh, controlling the ball and they they have to practice not ha- not having any pressure on them because they're so used to having yeah. pressure on them that I, I think th- you, they got to change it up. They got to apply some pressure. Yeah. And I don't know why sometimes I may, maybe it's the uh, the like we said that before the conditions they don't want to wear down the players and they 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 don't the put altitude. the pressure on. But I've seen we've seen it on other games, uh, other teams too against other teams where they don't apply pressure. I, I'd love to be at a training session for the opposition team like for Salt Lake, and it's like no, no Justin, no, don't don't try and tackle him. No, don't don't go near the ball. Just you stand where you are. Let him have it for as long as he wants. I yeah, I know it's confusing, but that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to play like the long ball type a game or you're going to play the counter act, you have to put pressure. Yeah. That's the one thing you have to do. You just can't sit back or, and, or at least play sound defending, which they didn't do on those two goals they allowed. If teams are going to to work at the caps out that quick, they have to have a plan B, a plan C, and that is where they fall down. And that is a criticism that we've given Robbo before, that he struggles during matches to suddenly change things up. Well, and we and we talked about it lots in the preseason. Like this is the time to, yeah, to have those uh, plan B, plan C, whatever yeah. those other options, uh, so that you can transition into the within within the game within the season. Now, I referred to it in part one, but I want to read uh, part of a comment that was left on our match report thing on AFTN from Matic. He says. I wouldn't say that you're afraid to speak freely about Robbo and perhaps general contentment is in play because the points are being gathered early in the season. But he's wanting, hoping that we'll, we'll talk in, in the show tonight that in general, that we, like we say it's absurd to consider giving Robbo his pink slip. And I think Bobby Leonarduzzi... Who? Bobbo made it very clear at the end of last season, why are you asking about giving Robbo a pink slip? That's not on anyone's minds in the front office right now. That's why we don't talk about it, because it's not something that is getting considered by the club. So, should it be? Well, I think part of the reason why it isn't is partly because of how, the, how they function. But that, getting that's, a different, that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. That we don't need well, to that, but they're also getting results. They are, like, uh, the top two or three right now this week, after this weekend. Yeah. In the, in the conference. So well, they're, they're still second, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Matic suggests that in our discourse, whenever we talk about Robo, that we've actually been a, a bit mushy talking about him and that we avoid evaluating how he plays which I I don't think is true because I think we do but let's have a little chat about it just just now tactically one thing to talk about then he's not good at switching it up and five years into the league he needs to be better at that that's not enough 
for me to get him sacked right now because we are getting the points on the board. Yeah. And as long as he's getting the points on the board, you've got to weigh up points on the board, entertainment. It's a chat we have about all the time. It's something he's asked about a lot at, at training. And it's more than day football. It's not about entertaining in a lot of regards, but for a lot of people watching modern day football, especially in North America, they do want entertainment. Robo is never going to give them that. Well, is that enough for him to get a pink slip? Well, again, uh, just a point, not a discuss, not not to take a tangent. Again, he's at a club within a league structure where you're. There's limited ways you can build your roster, or yeah, there's different ways of building your roster. Twenty-eight mechanisms. Yeah, different than the rest of the world, and the club he's at is not really using all of them, especially on the higher talent end of things. Yeah. So that's a point. We don't need to discuss that in in great detail. I think that's a valid point, and so so for for me, one of the reasons why I'm maybe not as critical of him is because I do feel like as a coach, he has like it's like a boxer with one arm behind his back. That's how I feel about it. So it's hard for me to be critical of him and not be critical of the people who've tied the, the arm behind his back. Have I? Have and, I and you know, I blame the players a lot. Totally. As well. But I've also Some I've also said to him and said to his face, like, yeah, like you and I wouldn't agree on this approach or that approach or who to sub or whatever, because that, that's how that's fair, right? Like, yeah. And the, but the thing is, is there's other teams that like before last week, um, uh, and obviously this week they didn't do well either, but Columbus. Uh, was on top of the East, and they were beating teams that were uh, pl- spending way more than they do, and, and actually with an entertaining style as well. Cl- a lot of people would consider Columbus to be yeah. an entertaining oh, team, yeah. Steve, don't get and me- they don't spend that much money, yeah, especially and, this year. And Steve, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, the counter-criticism of what I just said is what you just said, pl- plus people would say with what he has, yeah. he probably could uh, have a different approach. Yeah. yeah, and he could. And the but- thing is, oh, Sorry, one more thing I'm going to say. If you're going to play this approach, why do you sign so many Latin Americans that yeah, might that not play, play that kind yeah. of thing? So I, I that, that, that's that's one that's my always it's confusing something we talked about in the off season. Yeah. You've got a Latin American team with an a UK style coaching staff, and I I, I don't think I, those I, two I think, styles mesh. I agree. I think that also comes back to like value for player and skill and whatever. Well, yeah. But I, but I hear what you're saying in terms of style because you you look in even within the league. You look at like for example Kansas City. Kansas City won't bring players in from clubs that don't play a similar style to them. That's their approach. Yeah. So they will only bring a player in from a team who plays similar to how they do. That's one of the one of the ways they kind of have set things have set things up. The reason I don't criticise Robo is because me and him do have the same mindset of you win by any means necessary. And I don't think he should be sacked just now. If we if we don't make the playoffs this season, I think he should go. Didn't someone already ask him this week about this? Like a paper or Possibly. radio? The thing Patrick is, Johnson or J.J. JJ Abrams wannabe, whatever, J.J. Adams, whatever. The, the thing is One of them asked him this about the style yeah, the, and the points. I, I don't think, uh, personally, I don't advocate for anybody getting fired. I, I, especially mid like in the middle of the season, I think it should be uh, reviewed after the year is over. But I, I don't know. If I Jason feel, Christ hadn't turned things around this afternoon. I think he's getting close I, to, I, to getting I, well, I don't advocate for it. Other people can. If the team wants to fire him, that's up to them. But um, I've advocated a lot of managers to get sacked. He's five uh, over the years. Oh, uh, but I, I think that uh, I think we. Not done this well. I, I don't. I think we do criticize them enough where we're I know we're not over we're not like yelling into the mics 
and saying they should be gone tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. That's, I don't think that's our call. But the, I think we do criticize the way he plays. And we talk about the substitutions all the time. Yeah. Why doesn't he substitute there sometimes? Well, the other thing as well, and then we'll, we'll just move on from this point, is who would you have instead of him? That's the thing. It's like who would you bring in and expect things to, to be different with the, the, the players that you've got? MLS is very much a kind of, I don't want to say a close shop, because there are other coaches that come in, like Savarese's come in from NASL, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a lot of the same coaches just moving around the different clubs. Like Jason Christ, I mentioned there, moves are moved from RSL. His stocks waned dramatically. For me, if I was going to replace Robo, the two coaches currently in the league that I would like, one is Mike Petke, because I just think that would be entertaining as hell. <laughs> and... I don't know. If you were to ask me this, I would say uh, Greg Berhalter from Columbus. P- Peter Vermees. I yeah, love Peter Vermees. Vermees. Yeah, well, those those would be my two choices. But again, I I think that I don't think that's going to happen. I think Robbo is going to be sticking around. You don't remember that, Peter Vermees? No. Okay. Zach's holding his car keys. I mean, who would you replace Robbo with if you were going to move on? And then we will within, move within on. MLS. Yeah, like from the coaches and, 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 and no restrictions at all. Just just this is fantasy hiring. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Within MLS, I don't, uh, I, I don't know who. Uh, he's, not, he's, not, he's not within. He's not within MLS, and I know there's some people here who hate him because of the history. But like Mark DeSantis would be interesting. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wouldn't mind Mark DeSantis as well. Last but, couple of things, but that was just the first thought. I haven't yeah, put that through my. I forgot all about him. Yeah. Last couple of things. Well, he is in MLS because assistant coach. Oh, at LAFC, that's right. Yeah. So oh, yeah, he is. I forgot about that. He'll Pre- be. He'll be here on Friday. Yeah. Oh, it's just to, to quickly mention a, a couple of things then, just from individual player performances. We quickly touched on Abini. He had flashes again, but his first touch let him down I think, pretty bad. I think Abini's a spot starter and a, mostly a sub player. I don't think he should be on the uh, regular starter every week. Uh, if In one sense, it felt like a, a reward. Probably for what's happening in trading, but also. But why wasn't Shea rewarded? I know. I, that I was know. Well, or, or Russell. Or Russell. Like, yeah, Bre- exactly. Breck Shea now. How do you leave him out? Two goals in two games. Don't, don't you, leave, you leave him out because the next game is at home. Oh, maybe they Nicholas Mosquito, another less than amazing, non impactful start from him, but he played a long time. And, I, and we asked that question about uh, do you consider him a starter in MLS? And 90% said no. Mm. So that's pretty damning. And then last bit. Before we get to our player rankings, who should be the set piece delivery person? Because last year we were deadly on set pieces. This year, is it just that teams have worked out how to defend us on set pieces, or are we missing that delivery? Is Christian Bolanya yes. such an important that, person? That was what I was going to say. Bola Bola provided some quality service for whatever he lacked in pace or everything else. I had a couple of people make comments to me that Felipe is not the guy that they want. On the doing set pieces, but then you saw the beautiful ball we gave into. Well, that was open play. That was open true, play. but still delivering the ball. Maybe maybe, maybe the new Felipe yeah. that, that were linked with Felipe <laughs> Silva. Can we handle two Felipe's? That's going to be confusing. I think the internet's uh, messed up on the two Felipe's. They've yeah. messed up on that. I think possibly just a tad, but yeah, we are linked with a Brazilian, and you, you know the success we've had with Brazilians. Tiago Ulysses. Yeah. I think he's currently playing in Japan too. I think. He is yeah. with um, Hiroshima. He, he's been extended. Uh, this is why I'm not sure. Uh, he's ex- been extended this year on January 10th to, and his contract ends at the end of 2018. But, but also, did the internet so, tell you, Steve? 
What was that? Didn't they tell you something else about? Oh, the, one of the sites that was mentioned that he was listed as Whitecap says that he played last night against RSL. So again, <laughs> I think they got maybe the some, some stuff. Maybe it was, was in the EMLS Cup. Yeah. I don't know. We lost that too. Yeah, we won't ask what? for man of the. <laughs> we won't ask for our man of the match because I know Zach doesn't like doing it, but it's a loss. But it is time to get to our player rankings. I so. don't like it. I don't like it anyway. <laughs> Okay, so do uh, you want to start from the bottom this week or you want to... Take a block from the bottom and you put it. <laughs> I told you, I like to start at the bottom. Okay, so, um, and I'm just going to mention starters because I have a few of these uh, subs, again, today's last, sorry, Saturday subs were so late in the game, I felt like all of them, so they really didn't make that much of it. Although, Breck Shea was ranked the third best player, so he obviously made a difference in the limited time he had. But you threw you thrown out to Jerem Lindell. Yes. Okay. So, Mesquita, Aha, Marinovic are your bottom three. And Juarez would be Aha the was one of the one. four the Caps had as player of the match, which I was very surprised about. I like Aha, but I was surprised that he was one of the four they came up Efren with. Efren Juarez was fourth from the bottom. Mm. And your top five are Kamara, Alfonso Davies, Breck Shea, who was a sub, uh, Felipe and Bernie Abini. Was number Bernie, one? Yeah. Number, number five. five. Oh, okay. That's top still, five. That still seems high. So I go from oh. one to five. Okay, I thought well, you were going from five well, to well, one. Well, the, the back four and, and the keeper, yeah, I understand why people didn't have them. Yeah. So then I guess that makes you top five or top six right mm, there. I guess. So no, I guess, but, I, but the, one, the one that out of the uh, take away all the defenders was Juarez. He, the right. People did not rate So Kamara was the, the man of the match. It's and Mesquita, sorry, Mesquita as well, who was really yeah. though. Yeah, I don't think he did well. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, we'll be back with more MLS chat after this. Hey, it's Sivan Runovic, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Big league there from Tom Cochran, played in tribute to the humbled Broncos. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. We're going to look in this part about MLS West, or the teams from the MLS West on the whole this week. Nine of the 12 teams were in action. There was bye weeks for Seattle, Houston and Minnesota. Which means another week with no points and no goals for the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing well. But want to kick this section off, though, just by a little chat about VAR, mm. the gift that keeps giving. Obviously, it didn't give in the in the Whitecaps game. We're not Atlanta. We'll come to them. Oh. They just seem to get all the yeah. the VAR decisions in, in their, their favour. But it was another interesting week for video review. We saw it used on Friday night terribly. And the... Well, you can kind of say terribly. They came up with the right decision. So is it still terrible if they come up with the right decision? New England, Montreal, five minutes, I think it was five minutes, 29 seconds between a foul taking place 
and the penalty kick then being able to get taken. That's way too long. Now, was yeah. it was it a technical issue or is because it, if it's if it's an no. issue of just watching it and it's not knowing, w- then it it's not that clear. About it and he seemed to take a lot of stuff in his ear, which yeah, it, we've, we've all done over the years. It's but not I mean, clear and obvious. I'm still saying that I know I don't know how the logistics of this is, but they need to have a central. A, like a group of people. Yeah. The hired a group, maybe have all three, four refs in there. Like when you have a ref that's been running around or walking around, using, exerting energy, and then they have to calm down and actually watch a video and kind of like calm themselves down and second guess themselves. Yeah. You're not going to get, you might get the correct decision, but you're going to get, um, it's going to take a long time sometimes for these guys to do it. And it, it just disrupts the game. Why not have somebody in an office in New York, in San Francisco, wherever they have their headquarters, watching these games and deciding what's what's a foul the, and what's not a foul. I think the Bundesliga does that way. They yeah. There's a, an office in Cologne. And that, I'm pretty sure that's what they'll do during the World Cup as well. But well, actually, maybe not pretty sure because who knows with the World Cup. Does it matter how long it takes, though, if they come up with the right decision in the end? I think so, because it kills the game. No, I agree. I just want to see what you yeah, think. I think, yeah, it's, this is where it needs to be both. Like, it needs mm. to be in a timely fashion, and they need to get it right. Well, Saturday, the Atlanta LAFC game. Well, we'll talk about the game itself in a, in a sec, but that was a, that was a match I think that Ted Uncle's going to want back. <laughs> a lot of reverse decisions... Decisions not given and then watched again and given. and oh, First minute, reverse Chris McCann's red card. He'd already left the pitch. He was going up the tunnel. And then he's, the, one of his teammates were like, wait, don't, don't go. We're going to review this. Now, it was the right decision in my mind. I don't think it was a sending off. But, I mean, that was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you, if you're going to review it, you say to him, maybe don't leave the pitch until we actually review it. Because then he had to sheepishly come back on again. And then they gave him a yellow card and he was still complaining about the yellow card. He didn't <laughs> want the yellow card. So I, I like that. Then they didn't review a Simon elbow later in the match, which I thought was blatant. Yeah, I, th- I think it would have been really hard for MLS. Like, how, who do we show more favoritism towards? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it Atlanta or is it the Goats? Which one? Then Atlanta got a late penalty from VAR after Zimmerman tackle. I thought that was the the right decision, but again, they had to review that, and it was just an absolute mess. But Atlanta, LAFC, 5-0. Yeah. That was another excellent result for the Whitecaps and that the LAFC lost. Wait, is it an excellent result? Do you, is it really exciting to play a team after they've been crushed 5-0? Come, they're coming off two... Well, with the Whitecaps, it's not exciting to play any team. <laughs> well, they're right now, they're really like down because they, they gave up. They're 2-2. Two they've two. basically given up, uh, what, how many goals in a row now? Eight? Nine. Nine, sorry, oh, nine. nine. You're right, yeah, nine. I forgot true. about that. That's that is true, actually. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing as well. Like, if there's anything, LAFC's games this season have been entertaining. Obviously, the Whitecaps will nip that in the bud on Friday night. <laughs> None of that allowed at BC Place. But it's a joy to watch. I can't wait to, to tune into them. Atlanta dodged that early red card. And then Julian Gressel had tons of room to, to slot home the first in the 17th minute. Took until the 67th for Martinez to, to add a second from a header. Almirin got a late third and fourth from the penalty yeah. spot. Romario Williams got a fifth in the ninety seventh minute. Yeah, it didn't. It, it, yeah, the the five nil like it was. But that's nine goals and three halves of football now that they've given up. And 
there's three goals given up in the last actual nine minutes of playing time, including stoppage time in, in this one. Right. So don't leave early. Yeah. Don't need to arrive early, probably, but don't leave early. <laughs> what do you mean you don't need to arrive early? Well, they never you do You do need to arrive early because they're oh, honouring Jordan yes, Harvey. Yes, actually, yeah. Eight-minute man Jordan Harvey. Yeah, right. We, we won't go into too much detail to preview Friday's match. We'll leave that to our preview show. But Wait, they review them this match, so what we... Well, very, yeah, but they do it in a fun way. We don't have fun. All right. We're boring. No fun. Yeah, no, we're, no. We're, the, we're the boring show. Quote, unquote, no fun city. Yeah. We're, we're the old guys. They're the young guys that have the new ideas. Jordan Harvey looks like he's going to be playing on Jordan Harvey night on Friday. I'm, I'm chuffed well, for him. Let's, <laughs> let's honour the guy that... They're probably like, he's still going to play. Let's give him a big honour before the game. Oh, he's going to play. Although now... Now we will. Now we can disrupt him. Because he's got to get through this presentation before the game, so he won't be in a full mindset. No, he'll be fine. No, okay, probably. But if you're Bob Bradley, you want him. He's played in that turf for years. You want him to play, no, like no matter what. Oh, actually, well, yeah, I, I think he might have. But I, I tweeted out because João Mantinho, who he's started every match so far for LAFC, hasn't played every minute because John Harvey came on late yeah. in, in one of the games, but he was having a shocker. I thought yesterday. And he did a tackle that led to a free kick that I, I tweeted out. Oh, I'm glad that wasn't a red card. Cause it, borderline last man tackle. <laughs> so I tweeted out, I'm glad that wasn't a red card. He's been dreadful. I want him to play on Friday. And then I literally sent that tweet. And probably less than five <laughs> seconds later, he handled in the box for the penalty and got sent off. Yeah, That was perfect timing. So Steve no longer wants to talk about this. Match. No, I you oh sorry. So I mean Harvey is gonna play for him now in, in the left back role. Yeah, yeah. And will he go up against Alfonso Davies? That's the thing. Well no, he'll be Davies on the left side, he'll be going up against but, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, Betashore. I mean well No, they'll they'll stick to Cherry. To me, right Betashore's got a better chance of dealing with Davies than, than Harvey does. One, one of my favorite conversations in 2011 was talking, I think I've shared this before, talking to Tater Torreson about the very first... Was that one of your favorite interviews? It was, no, it wasn't an interview. <laughs> it was just talking. Just at a Starbucks, just talking. Um, but uh, There are other coffee shops. Oh, there, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even drink coffee. Um, but, you know, the, the, the first MLS game at, M- at Empire Field, it was, it was like... When you saw that TFC was putting Adrian Khan at left back, did you change anything? And Tater was like, no, 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 no. He's like, oh, wait, well, we did move Davide from from our left side to our right so that he could go up against him, which is, of course, where, yeah. uh, where I, I both, genuinely both, think the first two goals both came I, from. I think we will see Davies on the right, and I think we'll see Shea on the left. Okay. That's just my thought, just so he can attack him. And I, I do think Harvey will struggle with Davies more than Betashire would struggle with Davies. If it's to Sharon Davies, they'll probably switch back and forward anyway, so they'll both full back, so I'll get a thing. But last question then it pose about Friday's game. Will Jordan Harvey know the Whitecaps' weaknesses, or will we know Jordan Harvey's weaknesses? I think it's a both end. Yes, so, yes and yes. So we have weaknesses that he'll know? Yes. Even though it's a, quite a new team? Yes. Hmm. Okay. A- and they'll know how to play against Jordan Harvey. Speaking of weak teams, Philadelphia was in San Jose. <laughs> well, I was actually, just before we move on to Philadelphia, I, just one other thing about LA. They've lo- they lost a goal to Latin from a header last week, 
Martin is from a header this week from very similar positions. That means Kamara's the third man. We, we talked about we need better delivery just in general from, from the Whitecaps. Set piece, but just in general delivery. The final ball into the box. They have to get that right next week because this is a team that they could really, really punish if they get the ball to Kamara on his head. Yeah, it seems like they when the ball comes into the box, they just duck. The mm. LFC defenders. But yeah, let's move on to Philly San Jose. San Jose on the road in Philly. It wasn't a great game. No. But what a strike from Magnus Eriksson, giving San Jose the lead. Bedoya tied it up just past the hour mark. And then he had an interesting quote afterwards saying that it's just not good enough up there. Either not happy with how he's performing or just the service that he's getting. Yeah. But definitely not happy times in Philly. But that was a good result for the Whitecaps as well, a team dropping two points. Another good – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's three, three matches – you know, the, in the section three matches we talk about, all with sending offs. Yeah. <laughs> all with, other yeah. Well, other than Atlanta, all with poor attendance. Yeah. It wasn't a great, like, RSL had a, an official attendance of 16,000. It did not it look, look like, like 16,000. No. Dallas and Colorado drew 1-1 as well. Yeah, that wasn't a great crowd for that either. No. Joe Mason, we talked about him last week. Yeah. Were like, who's Joe Mason? Scored again <laughs> for Colorado, just past the hour mark. But then a late equalizer. Yeah. 89th minute. Christian Coleman. Tied it up for Dallas, earned him a point. Happy again, a point. Yeah. Dallas remained unbeaten and bizarrely are not in the playoff places. Because I guess they're drawing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, they, and they crammed 13,000 into their 20,000 seat stadium. Yeah. And for me, the game of the week, Orlando, Portland today. Oh, yeah. I Sunday. watched the first half before I went to pick my wife up from the ferry and I thought, ah, I was a bit boring. Oh, but the last, <laughs> I think it was a six minute period where they scored all three oh, goals to come yeah. back. Yeah. So that's a. Big loss for Portland. The Valeri PK at the beginning, that was another VAR incident where they were... Yeah, I think that no, was No, no, sorry. Right. No, sorry. The Blanco one, where they, uh, they they were about to give Blanco a second yellow for a dive, and then they reviewed it, and then ended up giving a penalty instead and re- reversed the yellow card. But yeah, Valeri gave them the lead with a PK, and they looked like they were coasting by halftime. I thought that, that game's over and done with. Second half, even more so, Timbers hit the bar... Then the post. A number of times. That was like just the opening couple of minutes of the second half. I think they hit the the woodwork three times maybe during the game. Then they went two up in the 59th minute from Bill Taloma. Good New Zealand boy. They they, They seemed home and dry. Aside from obviously having to play on the road because of the construction of their stadium, they obviously, they want to keep things tight with Seattle. Like they want to, let's keep things close. They want to keep them in distance. That's going to be a boring (laughs) nil-nil first meeting. Shame it doesn't count for the Cascadia standings. Yeah, that is a real shame. But, I mean, right, I've talked about a couple of weeks that I think Portland's got a lot of great attacking pieces, but I just feel that they haven't thought about their defence this year. And they gave three goals up in the last ten minutes. Two in two minutes. Or three minutes, depending on how you look at it. Chris Muller. And then, as the purple smoke failed to clear, yeah. I don't think anyone could see what was going on. Then they gave a away a haze. penalty. Yeah. Sasha Clishton. Slots a penalty home, 2-2 from nowhere. And then Dom Dwyer, whoa. Yeah. What a turner. He just spun around. That was a Was nice able goal. to gather the ball, too, while, while <laughs> he was spinning almost halfway on the ground. Now, I don't like Dom Dwyer. I think he's a bit of a dick, let's be honest. But that was a good goal. I'll give him that. And if he ever comes to play here, I'll still you're, think he's a bit of a dick. You, but as long as he scores, <laughs> I won't mind. I like also, you, I like if he gives that, you a good interview. Too. I was going to say that. I'd like to hear your interview. So, Dom, just so you know. Yeah, Dom. This, so, this is how I feel about you, but... I I'm, think you're a bit of a dick, but I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> and I'm really delighted that Sydney's playing for the new Whitecaps team. 
Oh man, I'll her, go down there. There was a big promo of her in the, like the, a Surrey Nike store. I saw. I was oh like, really? I was like, wait, what? I found some photos I took of her. <laughs> they were nice photos on the pitch. On the pitch. Yeah, it was. I was just looking through some old photos. So I was like, oh, it's, it's a very drunk-looking Sydney after winning the the gold oh. in the World Cup. She was a bit tipsy. So last, it, it, one more interesting thing about about the Timbers game uh, is no Ridgewell again. Yeah, for he's, the third, he's on his he's way. He's done. Yeah. yeah, he's done and dusted. I I love Orlando's new stadium. Now again, talking to their fans are a bit of bell ends, but <laughs> that new stadium and the atmosphere they create is fantastic. You don't seem a fan. No, the, you, well, don't, you don't like the, QC stadium the, though either. And I think they're that's the a Austin, great atmosphere. They're the Austin Zombies. Yes, so that, that, I just I just like the look. That's why Zach feel, like the aesthetic this, this of the stadium. stadium. The stadium's not too bad. There's some good things in yeah. the stadium. I just I just I, just lovely to see a soccer specific stadium. How could you like the stadium when the stadium is the reason they're not in Austin anymore? Yeah. Although Atlanta, obviously they're not playing in their soccer specific stadium, but the atmosphere in Atlanta is amazing. Yeah, they're doing fantastic out there. Back to the West Coast. Yeah, one more game to talk about. Tonight we talked about hitting the post for Portland. Yeah. LA hit the post and missed the net, and they were missing a yeah. lot of shots. But they were all over at Sporting, and I think Sporting's lucky to get they got it to nothing. Well, it. you can say that, but they got the finishes. Yeah, right. But Sporting. I, I would say to you, who needs Zlatan when you have Scotland's Johnny Russell? Yeah, a good point. He changed the game. Zlatan did nothing. Yeah, his his overrated. His waste go- of money. His goals per minute has gone way yeah. down. <laughs> He was a sub again, though, which yeah. surprised got, me. I thought he might have started. He got 30 minutes this time. I yeah. think I don't think he's in full fitness. I, I think we joked, or I said something last week. I went back and watched it again. That in that post-match interview is really... Cons- I would be concerned if I was in LA, if, uh, if, if I was a Galaxy <laughs> supporter. But, like, I don't think his knee is right. No. Like, the way that they asked him about it, then he then he brought it up or whatever. and Or, no, he brought it up, and then they asked him about it again. Well, was, at least he doesn't have to play against Matty Laba this year. <laughs> True. And he probably will not play. On, he, he will not play in uh, turf. The Cascadia game's away. I don't know how many of them he'll play in. Well, there's, there's the thing as well. Galaxy make the playoffs. Does he play on turf? Not I think Thierry start. Henry only played on turf once. Maybe against Portland. And it was Portland. a playoff game against New, New England. England. Yeah. Oh, was, no, I think I thought he played in Portland too once. Mm. Don't remember I could have sworn. Maybe I might played, mistake, yeah. His last ever game was a, a playoff game in New England on that horrendous yeah, turf. Yeah, that's the worst turf. Yeah. yeah if, I mean, I, does Latin play in turf in the playoffs? Because that's a big loss to that team if he can't. Does, uh, I don't know how much this has been talked about, or so I don't know if this has been like finalized or whatever, but does Latin go to the World Cup? I know he's retired internationally, but I don't think he's. I don't think, he's I don't think he will. Yeah. No. Before we wrap this section up, just some very quick thoughts. CCL in the week ahead. Not a great week. If, like me, you want the White Caps to be the first ever MLS team to win the Concacaf Champions League, you've got to have a dream. I've got my my Sydney Larue dream, and I've got my White Caps winning the CCL dream. What one's more far fetched? That's what I ask you. I hate to say it, tip of the hat, TFC, 3-1 win over Club America. That was that's, a fantastic That's not a result. Western Conference game. No, but, but that the, was a fantastic what, what, what do you expect, though, when the police assault your players? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, I would just watch a DVD of the Toronto Tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> The live feed. Yeah. Well, I googled DVDs about Toronto Tunnel, and it well, they, threw up some stuff you probably. I don't know if you remember. They, they had trouble before the tunnel at, yeah. at BMO Field. If you remember Chile, the U twenty World Cup. 
No. Oh, yeah. Google that. Oh. Chile U20 World Cup Toronto. They had uh, an interesting encounter with the police and their players and, yeah. Will Club Alexis, Alexis Sanchez. Oh. Will Club America's away goal be vital? That that might make a difference. I, I it depends on how genuinely TFC, fancy uh, TFC to score oh, really? down there. The way that they played in the last against Tigers, game, yeah. yeah. But Club America in the a, final. Club America on paper is the higher ranked team. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's going to. I think it's a nightmare on, scenario. On, on paper and off of paper, wow. Club America are still the best. Yeah. yeah. The nightmare scenario is TFC in New York Red Bulls in the <laughs> oh final. Oh my goodness. Because then you've definitely got an MLS club winning it. Oh, and yeah. You'd have to cheer for Red Bulls just because no. of Timmy Parker. No. Well, would no, you cheer no, for no. Toronto? Uh, it's, it's, uh, my uh, your, AFTN writer Jay has a scarf. Uh, it's called, it's Meteor FC. <laughs> that's, that's all you Jay can Jay Duke? Do. No, JM. Oh, we've got too many Jays. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I tell you, if TFC win, we'll have a ton of blue Jays. Because they'll have one. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, one 0 New York lost in Chivas. What was that? And we'll have to talk about it during the break. Tell you the break. You missed that. I was just—I'll put you in laughing again, like last week. (laughs) (laughs) That was was really good editing, guys. This is for that. Just for that part, I was like, oh yeah. And we fingers crossed it's an all Mexican final. But we'll be back with more chat after this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, You're listening to the AFTN podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. And that was Miracle by the Darcys, uh, dedicated to my oldest who turned 12 today. Is his name Darcy? No, he's just that's his favourite song, one of his favourite songs. Is it a miracle? I'm sure you, you consider it a, a child of miracle, having a child. I classify oh, not, Maybe not you. I class him as an annoyance, yeah, but that's yeah. just me, I don't like kids. But anyway, something I do like. Oh, by the way, they don't like you too much either. Oh, that's good. Oh, I know. I remember when I met him. (laughs) Anyway, something I do like. Songs about football, which means it's my favourite time of the show. It's wavelength time. And, Zach, you're going to be disappointed. This wavelength seems a little sticky. Yeah. Well, Zach will be disappointed because I'm pushing back Football Violence Awareness Month to May. So we'll have all our, our football hooliganism songs in May. I, I was getting some of them ready this week because I've, I've got the next three to four months of wavelength all planned. So I was getting them ready this week and I was telling Caitlin, oh, this, this, is, this is my, my football violent songs. How many of them are in German? None. Although one of the bands might be German. And then she's like, oh, is that the same band as the other two I just played? It's like, no, there are three different bands. And she's like, they all sound the, the, exact the same. same. It's like, hmm, other folk have made that kind of <laughs> comment as well. But no, this month... Have you cleared them all? Like, oh, they're all arable? 
Well, there's a little bit of swearing in some of them, but... No, that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I, I've cleared notes as well, yeah. This month, our theme is going to be Panini Stickers. I've got the next three songs of Wavelength are all Panini, panini Sticker related. Like the like you've just turned the studio into your... Yes, we'll come to that after the song. So we're going to kick things off with a song from an English band called Halftime Oranges from their Rotterdam Nation album. And this is simply called... Penny. Let's have a look at your swabs. Got, 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 haven't got. Seventies music telegraph. band Halftime Oranges there from the Rotterdam Nation album with a song called Pinini. I, I don't know why I haven't played any of their songs on Wavelength before. I had a look at that because they've got two full albums that I've got of football songs and for some reason I've never played them before. So we'll, we'll get them in it more now. Um, the name Halftime Oranges actually reminds me of one of my favourite football Jokes, stroke sketches. Okay. So a Scottish comedy show, and there, there's two youth players talking, and one guy's talking about how good his club looks after him. He's like, "Oh yeah, they do all this thing for me, and, and then they, they they pull me off at half time." Yeah. And the other guy's like, "Really? I only get an orange." <laughs> but that song was all about Panini. Yeah. And it's 
that time of year again. Yeah, Panini Circus where, But yeah, the, the new Panini album is out for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Love the pages of football hooligans that they've added to, to this this one. I think it's the only Panini album not currently in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because it's very hard to get, as Ryan McLeod tried to, to find. He went around all these London drugs, all out of stock. Yeah. We talked last week about how much it costs to actually complete a, a sticker album. Approximately. And what I've decided to do for this one... You're ordering online and getting all the stickers. I am. Nice. It's 189 or 169 if you don't want the hardback book. 169 what, though? US dollars. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm under. So that's over 200 bucks to, to get your You're getting the hardback. Album. I think I will get yeah. the hardback this time. But what I thought would be good radio is I've brought all my Panini <laughs> sticker albums along from 1982. Yeah. So let's look through them now to, for the next half hour. Uh, now we're, we're going to take some photos so, of these. So we, when you when you thought of this, you you were gonna you were saying we we're going to be done by twelve thirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in hindsight, that is not going to happen. But shocking that I I I I just thought I'd get you to pick what you feel your favorite oh, cover Espana is. eighty two. So there's a Spania eighty two, and we'll, nice. we'll we'll tweet these that, out. That is very nice. Oh. I like I, I love the eighty six. Th- this is the iconic one for because me. I see Whoa. a flag that I really like. Yeah, there's yeah. I the Scotland agree. one? No, no, the one over there. <laughs> <laughs> Italia ninety. That guy looks almost like Jurgen Klinsmann. That kind of looks like the, some some stories I used to read the 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 drawing the artistry. Yeah, like when I used to uh, read those books. Picture Story Monthly, maybe because uh, that's what remember. I read. I've been yeah. trying to get some of those on eBay. This is the the tacky American oh, ninety four one. one. That that's is the really worst one. Cover. Easily worst. That's one. awful. France one's not much better. No. So far, I like the earlier ones. Korea and Japan. That's not bad. There is a wavelength song by Goldie Luke and Shane about the Korea Japan World oh, I Cup. I can't wait for that. I can't play that. I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm disappointed there's no samurai or something yeah. like that. Well, it's very it seems very organic. The next one's gonna be the best though. Is it? Yeah, there's, oh, there's, yeah. there's your German one. A time to make the, friends. The Germany nineteen thirty eight one wasn't as as PC. Though. Again, I'm not a big fan of this one either. Uh South Africa twenty ten. Buffana Buffana. And the one which I've got open in the studio just now. Are there, are there, wait, are those all complete? No. Oh, the okay. only one that is complete is this 2010 one. Oh, okay. Because I bought the full sticker <laughs> set for that. And after buying it, I felt it wasn't the same. Yeah. Because I, I lo- there's nothing better than ripping it open and just getting a good smell of the stickers. And I just I didn't get that in 2010. You could just buy I did co- smell the stickers, but it just wasn't the same. No, you could buy 10 extra packs and just smell every you know every couple yeah, of days or something Every like couple that. of days. Just, so you can trade of, with your friends just for yeah, fun. Just, yeah. oh, Ryan, you in, and Ryan can trade? In, in, well, we will be, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And funny you should mention that, because that brings oh, us to our new section. Well, we should mention which cover we like the best. Oh, I, yes. Sorry. I personally think it's the Italian one. Yeah. Was it the Italy one? Italian you like the Italy one? Not Spain. Not Spain. Yeah, I like that one. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm just... Go, oh, I'm, 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 I like this one, too, but I like the Ital- Italian one better. I'm torn between my, my, my heart says 2006, but my head says 1986. Yeah. Mm. I well, like the 91, but I, I agree. The Michael's going to hold it. <laughs> what, we'll, what we'll do for when the World Cup's round, we'll have a, a poll, and we'll do this on Twitter as well, as to what your favorite mascot is. Because I just saw oh, the Spain Golio. one. Golio. I, oh, I love Nanjarito or whatever it was from Spain 82. Is that him there? Yeah. No, Gol- I've got a belt with him on it that I still has. Golio and Pile. Oh. The little ball, they're, yeah, they're, they're good. Well, you talked about completing albums, and I only have one that is complete, but that does bring us to our, our new section. 
I've seen Michael at concerts before, and he does not dance nearly as much as he does in this studio. Well, I mean, well, an the iconic way, song there. The, the Wavelength song, I say that the way he was dancing, he would get some money from some uh, Dutchman. Arcade Fire this year, you had arms folded and you were bopping to the music. Yeah, <laughs> that was, but, I was a good gig. But yeah, it was great. Mm. But not like you in the no. studio, you go like crazy. <laughs> I think it's the headphones being on it or could something. Be. Being and at that and the heat in here, yeah. it's really hot in here it tonight. Makes, the heat makes you move. Yeah. But that was the theme tune for Multicolored Swap Shop. Who remembers that? That's a no for me. It was a BBC children's show from <laughs> yeah. 1974 to 1982. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> I talking to Caitlin tonight, and I was so excited that I was going to be launching this segment. And I said, oh, Multicolored Swap Shop, we'll play that. And I went, oh, there'll be five people I can think of that, that's going to listen and know what that is. And her reply was, that many. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a fan of most of the things I do. But Multicolored Swap Shop. But she loves shop, you. She, oh, she, well, We'll get into that another time. <laughs> my Gillard oh, Swap man. Shop was a big part of my childhood. What what part of the show, what it was, is you phoned up and you, you'd like... You're like, Michael, I'm Michael and Fife. Yeah, it's like I'm Michael from Fife. And I just um, need an Archie Gamble. I've, I've got a bike and I'd like to swap it for a stylophone. And then they would put that on the board and then you would call 0800, whatever the number was. And then it's like, oh, I, I've got a stylophone. I'd like to swap for Michael's bike. So what I thought we would do is we would introduce wait, 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 Swap Shop. But then how do you get it? Do you get mail to each other? Yeah. So you gave your information over the phone? Yeah. And then, uh, wow, okay. Yeah, and then it was on TV for It was a different time. It was a more... Yeah, it was a different uh, time in the 1970s with children's TV presenters. We're back to Operation kids, U3. I kids never would come on the phone and give their addresses and say, I'm home all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to do Swap Shop. So yeah, call him with your swaps on 604 822 no, we're, we're not going to do it by telephone, Zach. Zach's like, what What are we doing here? Zach's gone. But I thought we would do a, a panini swap via AFTN. We can do it on the show. We can do it via Twitter. We'll do it on the site. So just to help people complete their albums. And what I really want help with is completing my 2014, first of all, I will try Brazilian help, World Cup. One. I will try and help you with this. I'm going to take home all of your doubles. Yep, I've taken. All, I've brought my doubles into the studio, so I've got them here. I'm going to take all those home and fill up my, my, my book, and I'll bring you whatever I have left of that and my doubles from home. Well, if you can fill me, that would be awesome. I'm looking for number four. Well, I, I don't have my... Number 14. Okay, yeah. Number 18. Write this down. Oh, by the, by the way, way rewind it a few <laughs> seconds. And yep, so, write everything yep. down. You have the whole four, Brazilian 14, team. You got a full yeah, Brazilian. I've, I've got a lot. 71. I like a full Brazilian. I've got, got to say. Gets a little bit itchy after a while. 109. So you don't know the names? 107. You don't know it's the names of these? Mar- I do. Oh, oh, well, I'll go back to the start Marcello. and give the names. Marcello. Anyway, Marcello. you get the idea. We're going to do this on the site. So if anybody is looking for completing their albums... Let's get everyone's 2014 ones done, first of all. Then we'll do the women from 2015. There was one for the 2015? Yeah. I've got lots of extras for that as well. And then we'll try and do my 2016 Copa America one. I just have I need a lot of two giant, that. from the Women's World Cup, I still, we still have the two giant, uh, who is it? Christine Sinclair and oh, Jose Belanger. Oh. Yeah, we have like their, the giant images of their heads. Oh, the heads. Yeah. Anyway, but that was Swap Shop. Flash 5, EFTN, rank it baby, 5 to 1, 5 to 1, Flash 5, EFTN, rank it baby, 5 to 1.
another Flash Five. Yeah, return of Flash Five after a few weeks. Is Woo-hoo! it Panini stickers? No, I'll, I'll give you mine. So no, from no. 1980. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, a couple of brothers uh, retired this, this week in Vancouver uh, of a different... Sports. No, the polices are still playing. I saw them in the <laughs> video. Can, oh, can I? Can I, I just said different one? sport. Oh, <laughs> did they like make an announcement and then they retire like a week later? They yeah. basically made the What's announcement Monday because they, they get all the heat off their bad season. Oh. No, it was it was basically they didn't want to announce it until because they didn't want a farewell tour. They didn't want to land in Donovan where every team. Gets yeah, exactly. Because then you come. And then they come back. Yeah. They've changed their mind. They're going to be back next season. Because for the last game, they were given something by the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, so they okay. were given. So they, they didn't want. They're not that type of players, yeah. apparently. That and then well, they were given like, something on Thursday night as well by the Coyotes, I believe. Didn't two, no, two goals. Yeah, exactly. Didn't they get like score? Didn't one of them score like the winning goal? Winning yeah. goal, yeah. yeah. It was Latin style. <laughs> Hollywood well, they, writing. They, they well, came back. They're, yeah. They are Swedes. Yeah. Oh. True. Exactly. Okay, so we decided to rank. Uh, now these aren't twins, but they're one is I think one set is actually. Mm. Uh, but uh, top five brothers uh, that played uh, football, not necessarily on the same team, but played football. In fact, w- two of them played on uh, rivals. So it's interesting. So uh, number five, uh, we uh, we had actually had five people vote on this too, including you two and myself and uh, Chris <laughs> and so, Joe Deasy. So, so uh, I really warped well. the vote. <laughs> no, you didn't warp the vote. You almost did, but it came close. You made it closer than it was. So number five was Socrates and Rye, the Brazilian duo. Right. Uh, both of them were attacking midfielders. Rye spent um, uh, time with – he's a lesser-known one. But he spent time with Sao Paulo and Paris Saint-Germain. Combined 10 titles uh, for uh, between the two teams. So, so he, the thing about him is he's the, the less known brother, but he won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. But the problem was he... He captained during the World Round Robin. Yeah. And then uh, Dunga take, took over. Well, because he was uh, dropped from the side. Exactly. The side. And he was named 1992 South American Player of the Year. Socrates, uh, he spent about 10 years uh Botafogo, Botafogo and Corinthians. The Corinthians. Corinthians. Yeah. Uh, he won seven titles there in those two teams. Uh, he spent time with other uh, teams as well. But he was part of the 82 World Cup, yeah. which a lot of people said was, was the, the best ever. Yeah. But they uh, lost basically to lost to Italy, yeah, yeah. The, who eventually won the World Cup. Giuseppe that year. Rossi. Oh, uh, wait. Do you know I, Rossi? I th- no. Uh, Paolo Rossi. I'm not, I don't remember. Pa- <laughs> I forget. Where's Mass when you need him? Um, uh, number, <laughs> <laughs> number four. Uh, was Giuseppe and Franco Baresi. Um, Should have been first. Well, you voted them first. Uh, uh, they basically, they're the ones that played on the opposite teams. Uh, one played for Inter, um, and that would be Franco Baresi. The, oh, no, sorry, uh, Giuseppe Baresi played for Inter. It was a captain for their team, played 18 years for that team. Uh, two Serie A titles, two Italian Cups, one Super Copa Cup, and a UEFA Cup, which was a uh, Europa League. Uh, Franco Brazi, uh, probably the uh, probably most uh, touted one, uh, play, was a defender, played 20 years for uh, AC Milan, 15 years as a captain, six Serie A titles, two, four Super Copa Cups, three Champions Leagues, and a 1982 World Cup. It, just, it was Paolo Rossi and Dino Zoff for the Italians. We're talking before. Franco Baresi was uh, amazing. And I didn't know much about his brother. Yeah. Because I didn't watch him like I did watch Franco. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was part of the 82 World Cup winning team. Oh, do you want me to get my Panini sticker out? No, okay. he was part of the 82 World Cup winning team. Winning team, yeah. But the, the, the heartbreak at the end of his career, was yeah. when Ray won his World Cup, was he missed one of the penalties against Brazil in 94 in the final. Oh, boy. What's going on? Some ripping. Oh, he's taking out a Panini sticker. Okay, so number 
Number three were the DeBoer brothers, Ronald Frank. Frank and Ronald DeBoer. Ronald spent most of his time with uh, Ajax, with stops, I- Ajax. Ajax, with stops in Barcelona and the Rangers. Ooh, he spent time in Scotland. Five Eredivisie titles, one Champions League, one La Liga, uh, one Scottish title, two Sc- Scottish Cups, and he was named two-time Dutch Football Player of the Year. Frank, who was a defender, spent time with a, a, a similar teams. I think they went together. I think they were the twins. Yes, I'm almost they sure. Are yeah, twins, yeah. Um, Ajax, uh, where he won five titles, Barcelona, where he won a La Liga, and he won the Champions League with Ajax as well. They were, yeah, they were amazing. That was the first Champions League game um, final I remember ever watching, was when they beat um, when Kluivert scored the goal in Vienna against Franco Baresi's M- Milan team. Yeah, and uh, that was an incredible side of of, uh, of players from from Ajax, and they were at the heart of it. Uh, number four. Uh, no, sorry, number two. I'm going the wrong way. Uh, number two, oh, the Laudrup brothers from Denmark. Uh, Brian uh, Brian Laudrup, uh, Bayern Munich, Fiorentino, Rangers, and Milan. Um, he won the double at AC Milan, yeah. uh, the, the Serie A title in the Champions League. Three Scottish titles, one Scottish Cup for Rangers. He won uh, part of the 92 uh, European Euro, title, yeah. beat Germany. Um, 95 Confederations Cup, and he was four-time Danish Player of the Year. Now, Michael, who everybody thought was the better player by a lot of people, um, he won a, a Serie A title with Juventus, four La Liga titles, and a uh, Champions Real. League with Barcelona, one La Liga with Real Madrid. Real, yeah. He skipped the 92 championship because he wasn't a big fan of the coach and the style of play. It was, they were very defensive. So he never came back. Well, his brother did, but he didn't. That was the year they won. He did return for the 95 Confederations Cup. And he was two-time Danish player. So he's player one of the players who went to Real and Barso. Yeah. Okay, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. And number one. Uh, uh, Marcello and Matteo Pelisi. Hey! No, it was Jack and Bobby Charlton. Ah, I voted them number one. Uh, Somebody here didn't. I didn't vote him number one. I voted him number two. Okay, well, two people here didn't. <laughs> but one person voted him last. Yes. And they, uh, the reason will come uh, soon enough. But first of all, Jack Charlton, center back, spent 23 years with Leeds. Uh, one first division title, which is the Premier League back then. One FA Cup. He was English Player of the Year for one one time, and he's part of the 1966 World Cup. Hey. Um, Bobby Charlton played 17 years with Man United. Um, he was the leading scorer until Wayne Rooney passed him. Three division, three first division titles. One FA Cup. One Champions League. 66 World Cup. One English Football of the Year, just like his brother, and one Ballon d'Or. Mm. And those would be the five. Oh, and, and also, yeah, in the 66 World Cup, they beat Germany. Yeah, which... The, they which, shouldn't have counted. Sure. Yeah, the winning goal. Damn, where was far when the, win, the winning goal did not go, <laughs> did not go in. That's, I, I, I'm just not a big fan of theirs because of that and because uh, Bobby was so big for United, and I didn't love that. Jack, my first exposure to Jack Charlton was the 94 World Cup when he coached Joe Deasy's Ireland. Yes. And, uh, I've I'm, got a sticker album about yeah. that. I'll just skip that. <laughs> I remember he... Also, uh, the, the funny thing about uh, Bobby Charlton was he was the, one of the first players to be released from hospital from the... Uh, the Munich yes, yes, yes. Um, kind of coincidence the Humboldt with Humboldt this week. Yeah. yeah, I don't have the sticker album for the 1966 World Cup because there was none. Yes, it started for 1970. Anyway, I'm sure you're all riveted by that. Thanks section. for the top five. Yeah, that was a really good one. We'll have some more flash. Wait, are, to wait come. what about the other? Are we, are we doing the other half of that? 
What other half? Well, cr- yeah, Chris Corrigan did. Oh, the non-football brand. Yeah. I, did, I did it too. Did you? Yeah. I did have time to do the research. Can on we that. just talk about? <laughs> it? We'll do that next week. Then. Oh, okay. Let's okay, do it next. Let's week. do that next week. All, all this chat about stickers and just chat in general. I mean, Zach was complaining he was hungry, so he's going <laughs> to want to to eat something on the way home. Because I didn't have a, a dinner tonight. So, what would be better to eat at this time of night? <gasps> Fish and Fish chips. And chips. <laughs> So Gordon, you're out, you fancy some fish and chips. Do you have the chips and the fish with salt, salt and vinegar or salt and sauce? Well, first of all, I don't eat any seafood, so I'll probably go for a chip butty, as you probably know what that is. Um, And I would have uh, salt and some HP sauce. Ah, not the chip shop sauce like Kerry. Back in Scotland, I would have the the chip shop sauce, but uh, over here it's... uh, I would probably take it home with the salt on it and I've got my own uh, delivered HP from Scotland that my mum sends me and uh, I would put it on then. That's great, cheers. You should have asked where he gets his fish and chips because he lives in Surrey, South Surrey or whatever, mm. I think, or I think that's where he lives. And uh, there's some great fish and chip spots in, in White Rock. We just had fish and chips last week at Pago's oh, in Steve's yes, Village. I, oh, yeah, that's I good. That. I love yeah, that. I yeah. like that, yes. I like uh, Cockney Kings. Uh, they're good too. The best for me in White Rock is Moby Dick's. Oh, I think the one thing we, th- we can take from that segment, though, is it's really hard to say chip shop sauce. Let's try. Chip shop sauce. Chip sauce sauce. <laughs> what is it? Chip, chip shop no. sauce. Chip shop sauce. Pit- well, <laughs> 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 okay, we'll be back with more after this. Hi, guys. This is Felipe. Thanks for listening. AFTN. Feel it still by Portugal the man. Um, we dedicated the last song to my older one. Younger one turned ten on April third. I have two kids within five days, so busy week. Wow, Birthday your week. wife was busy that, Birthday that week. year. It was it was two years apart. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's and, not how kids are born five days apart. <laughs> okay, and Portugal the man because he looks a bit like Cristiano Ronaldo. No, just his favorite song. Oh, okay. So do you do like a joint party? Uh, sometimes they're a bit it young depends. for that. It's not legal either until July first. It's not. It's oh, not, that's yeah. That's not good. It's it's uh. It's not. It's it's difficult sometimes to do it. Uh, join because they they both hate it. 
And he no, loves he no. loves one more than the other. Has been established a couple of shows ago. Well, no, this one actually uh, uh, kind of likes you and the, your choice of music and everything. And oh the no, stickers, th- yeah. this one oh, I like. This? Yeah, this is my favorite. Kid. This is the the offspring that you give all the chocolate that Michael gives you. No, that's the older one that gets oh. all the chocolate. Who was the one you brought to the WFC two game that kept ramming toys and cars into my foot? Older one. Uh, I didn't like him. <laughs> anyway, it's time now for BC Soccer Web headlines. BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you by bcsoccerweb.com, your one-stop site for local, national and international news and links. Make it part of your daily routine. Check out bcsoccerweb.com. What's been catching your eye on the site this week, Steve? Oh, uh, not not too much. Uh, Bill decided ah, okay. to take a couple of days off. Um, How dare he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but uh, there were some interesting stories, actually. Um, first of all, VAR is not a big, they're not a big fan of VAR in Italy. Um, the, the headline is package of bullets or sent. in the Robinson household. No, package of bullets sent to Italian Referees Association. I don't think Rob was doing this. Um, apparently there, uh, it, it's, there, there, a lot of people are complaining. Well, Lazio is, seems to be the biggest, uh, haters of VAR. Um, apparently a journalist has suggested to shoot referees, uh, about proper journalists. Um, a thousand Lazio supporters protest, protested at the uh, kind of the football federation, Italian football federation offices, and Lazio coaches claimed that VAR has cost them seven points over the whole season so far. But how many points has it brought to them? I don't know. Um, Clearly, they don't mention that part. So, Michael, you remember the song "I Shot the Sheriff, but yes, I Should Have Shot the Referee"? The referee. It's, it's meant in jest. This is this is taking you to another yeah. level. Um, a uh, story out of Finland, uh, clubs in Finland banned from postponing matches. They, uh, they could play away. They're basically, they, they're not allowed to, uh, suspend matches if it is poor weather. Um, and because in order to avoid match congestion at the end of the year. Well, a lot of them, well, artificial have to, pitches are massive over yeah. there. They'll have to well, find the same size as elsewhere <laughs> in the world, but I mean, they're, they're popular over there. Yeah. And so they'll, they're, they said to, they'll have to find another venue or lose the home advantage if they don't want to play. In temperatures below, team uh, team told team was told that footballers can't get food bonus if they win. So Accrington, it's a League Two team. Uh, their owner Andy Holt has been told by the English Football League that if he wants to buy McDonald's for the players, it has to be whether they win or lose. <laughs> Apparently, he says he's only buying them McDonald's if they win. Yeah, and they they actually tweeted out the one at the weekend, and they tweeted out another win. You know what that means? And they're outside McDonald's. That's just sad. Yeah. What's League Two? Yeah, healthy diet. Yeah. yeah. Um, M- coming to MLS and uh, soccer south of the border, pre-court uh, has been given, and MLS have given a deadline to respond to the Columbus lawsuit. It's April nineteenth. Now, essentially, they're uh, they're kind of they're thinking it's not going to nothing's going to come of this. This seems like Columbus crew is uh, the supporters. This is what they're hanging on to. So, um, it seems like this this. April 19th date is what is going to be, you know, we'll see what happens at that point. Well, news also came out this week that the mayor of Columbus has wanted to see pre-court's books and accounts because they have interested bidders from Columbus to buy the team. Yeah. But pre-court's doesn't have to sell. No, he doesn't. And, but, but unless this lawsuit goes through where they say that you have to give that thing uh, a proper chance. Um, well, we didn't talk about this. A former Whitecap, uh, Canadian international, yeah. David Edgar, joins Nashville, I see. Yeah. 
you guys thought? Police firm. Um, they're going to MLS next next year yeah, or the I think year it's after? A, it's a great opportunity for David because he's at a club that's right now in a very exciting time. They're preparing for next season. If he does well, he could be back in MLS. I still think he had a, a chance to to make the caps. Roster. But technically, isn't it not? It's not. It's not the exact same team, is it? Like only one of the owners is a part of this. That's a part of the MLS bid. Or the but MLS I think they will bring some of these players yeah, to MLS. Right. That's the thing. It's almost like a trial yeah. period. Trial. So it's that chance for Edgar to prove yeah. himself. And if nothing else, it's a high level, the USL. So after this year, he can decide if he's got a chance to make the move to MLS, Canadian Premier League on the on the high. Or maybe back horizon. to Europe. On the one yeah. hand, on the one hand, for me, it feels like the level's too low. But hopefully, yeah, coming he off, definitely play coming off the horrendous injury uh, that he had. Uh, ho- hopefully, it is a time where he can refine his form and then go get back to a higher level. Wish him all the best. Really loved chatting with David last year. For and real. Another team in uh, that's looking, hoping for MLS in the future as a USL team, Charlotte Independence. They're set for the stadium move. They're going to American Legion Memorial Stadium. It's a th- they're going to get thirty two million dollars to renovate the stadium, uh, th- and they'll begin playing in there in twenty twenty one. 17,000 current, but it has been at one point to 24,000. The stadium was built in 1934. It's so like a historic site? Yeah, it's a historic place. So uh, it's, it, they're looking to renovate. They're not going to tear down and rebuild or anything like that. USL and ESPN expand broadcast agreement through 2019. They're, essentially, this is kind of similar to what MLS is doing now. With There will be their streamers. Uh, it'll be six games on network TV. I think it's ESPN three, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, the remaining will be on ESPN plus. So Steve, what you're telling me is I can't watch USL on YouTube anymore. I guess not. That sucks, Did they ever even have it on? YouTube? They were yeah, all, it was all, all, yeah, league, it was all YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. So it'll be ESPN. maybe it'll be because they can. They're still going to be on YouTube. It's just they're. It's like the broadcast deal for like game of the week and stuff like that, and the playoffs. Okay. But also, I think even if they if it was like blocked or anything like that, uh, in they are able to in certain like they make it available. They only block it in America on YouTube. Yeah, America. because we can't watch anything because we don't get ESPN. Yeah, sadly. Um, and for the news about the World Cup twenty twenty six, it's getting closer to that point. And mm. FIFA's white elephants warning after Morocco bid criticism. Basically, the Moroccans are complaining about that infrastructure vote that we've talked about where they need a minimum two out of five in order to even bid. Uh, They're saying this has come last second in order to screw their bid and and make it favorable for North America. FIFA's kind of told them that we don't want temporary stadiums. Like That's what a lot of people have criticized. Like, for example, we talked about the Brazil Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Some of these uh, Qatar stadiums apparently might not be permanent things. So because well, Qatar said they're going to build them and then like they're take them down and ship them to other parts. Yeah, which yeah. to me makes sense. It's like there's no point having empty stadiums. That I just don't. Get I, used. I just know how realistic that is. But yeah, and, and then per- you see what they did in Russia, and you, I guess you can put a temporary stand. We maybe get our waterfront stadium from Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> Would be nice mm-hmm. if it's air conditioned too. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, North um, part and of this. Roof. It wasn't part of the headline, but then part of the article had North America ha- getting the support of Saudi Arabia in this. Well, well, yeah, because mm. Saudi Arabia supports the states. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Egypt came out and backed Morocco this week. Yeah, and but another uh, European team that brought back Morocco was Mor- France. Yeah, um, they have come. Obviously, they speak the same language. Yeah, and I think they just have a connection and Moroccan. everything like that. <laughs> well, the French is spoken in Morocco. <laughs> No, I know. Yeah. I was saying they spoke Mar- they speak Moroccan in France. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Will that Zach gather himself? 
We always have got to have a good Morocco-related yeah. <laughs> joke. France and Morocco is really close together <laughs> as well. The driving distance. You can actually drive from France to Morocco. It's a ferry you can take yeah. across. I was going to say, uh, it gets a little bit watery at one point. You one of those James Bond Aston yeah. Martins. Yeah. I sure wasn't Aston Martin that was a sub. It was something else. I forget what kind of car that was. Aston Villa? <laughs> they, they they do sing pretty quick. <laughs> That's very true. Sorry, Duncan. Ah, anyway, that was a good selection of headlines there. Uh, not much more of this show to go. I don't think we're going to make 12.30 finish. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit over that goal. But still within our two hours, so oh well. Bang goes my sleep for getting ready for work tomorrow. Just before we do go, though, I just want uh, to chat a little bit about TSS Rovers. If you maybe saw an AFTN during the week, we announced the the first 24 names on the TSS male roster, and we revealed 21 players on the first ever TSS Rovers women's roster, headlined by Jordan Hutema. Looking forward to to seeing her over the, the summer. And the, the men's roster, very exciting as well. A lot of former Whitecaps, residency players, and some really good local talent. A lot of the guys played in the VMSL Imperial Cup on Saturday. Won that, 2-0. Can only bode well for the Rovers' season to come. But just before we do go, I just want to let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. It's at ZacharyAM for me, and I'm a part of the Movement Cover Collective. I'm Michael McCoy. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. A lot of stuff going up on the site this week. Give us a follow on Instagram as well, at AFTN Soccer. And you can also find me online looking at online eBay auctions for trying to complete my Panini sticker albums. Very expensive. <laughs> Especially to try and complete my 1982 album. I was going to say, something like... <laughs> 36-year-old stickers. Yes. You can still get lots of them on eBay, bizarrely, but they're very expensive. But anyway, that is it for this week's show. Thank you for listening to our nonsense again this week. Until next time, watch out for the preview podcast on Thursday. Might be Wednesday this week because it's an early game. But anyway, until then, thanks for listening. Take care. And mon the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.
E F. <laughs>